so let us begin today again uh, we are in canto 11 uh, chapter 5 we had finished till the verse 16 till yesterday all right uh, this is a uh, narada's teaching to vasudev so let us continue from verse 17 onwards the killer of the souls are never peaceful because they consider that human intelligence is ultimately meant for expanding material life. Thus neglecting their real spiritual duties, they are always in distress. They are filled with great hopes and dreams, but unfortunately they are always destroyed by the inevitable march of time. So what is this killer of the soul? Those who believe in this human existence that they are doing something on their own that means i am the doer the moment you have this idea that you are the doer you are the one who is responsible for everything you will find that that person takes the onus and the credit for whatever he does in this world and the moment he takes the onus and the credit for whatever he is doing in this world it all boils down to that now you are the super boss of this universe maybe you need to take credit for everything it is the karma sticks to that person if the karma sticks to the person then he becomes responsible let us see from another perspective suppose there is a guru or there is somebody who is guiding this individual and he, this individual, is doing it at the behest of this guru. Then the onus doesn't come on to this person, whereas the onus shifts to the guru's side. Now let us say you are working in this world and performing actions exactly the way you are supposed to without any questions being asked by you that means you are not using your mind but you are performing your duties or what we call as a suadharma the reason for your existence you know the reason for your existence is why are you born over here you have certain duties to perform so if you have you are here to perform a certain duties then those duties once they are getting performed it doesn't accrue any karma whatsoever Alright, so what are you actually doing in this world then? You are dissipating the prarabdha. Dissipating the prarabdha means that karma which you are supposed to perform because of your past lives, you are removing it out from your life. And no new karma is getting added on to it. So that is what I meant. So, this person who believes that he is a doer is actually bringing in a lot of karma on his head so they can never be peaceful and they will be using their intelligence and their mind for living in this material world and this is the reason why they will be neglecting their real spiritual duties the real spiritual duty see this verse is a little bit tedious so let me again give you a small understanding because Understanding this verse is extremely important from our today's material existence. 
first let us understand that we are here on this planet earth we are born for a certain reason every person says i don't understand the reason why i am here that is because we don't know we don't have a knowledge about why we are here so i will have to give you a small explanation for that as well now let us say there is a dog now if i ask anybody what are the duties of a dog duties you will say guarding the house barking at people those who are you know the not the known type and so on and so forth and living an existence where the dog is living along with other dogs and you know creating a family so on and so forth whatever may be the reason but what are the main reasons dog is supposed to be the friend of human beings isn't it so his job is to ensure that the protect the house that is the primary concern so now let us take another person suppose there is a farmer what is his main duty the farmer's main duty is to grow crops and he has to do it in the most efficient manner actually a few days ago i was reading an article posted by somebody in that it was mentioned that there is a lady who has one acre land and this woman a couple of years ago decided that she needs to do something about this place and it came about that she grows 19 crops in a year one nine 19 crops in a year in one acre of land which is approximately around 45000 square feet she grows more than 19 times the soil is used for the purpose of getting some crop out in the world today we have people who plant just before the monsoon and they reap after the monsoon and that is one crop that crop is called kharif crop k h a r i f kharif then there are people those who do the rabi crop rabi crop is done after the first crop is finished then you let it follow for some time and then you plant once again during the winter season and after the winter is over you again cut it so these are two crops which a person does the kharif rainy season the rabi the winter season we don't have actually winters here in india not too heavy except in the north so you have two crops now so now did you understand in one year two crops now this woman has 19 crops in a year that means after one is over simultaneously she has planted another then she has planted another then she has planted another that way the yield is tremendous and she is able to make a lot of money out of it by the way and it's literally like she has created an industry out of it so this is a kind of effort that is required to actually perform the duty so as a farmer what is your duty as a farmer the person's duty is to grow crops feed his own people and maybe sell it so that he can make certain amount of money that is called swadharma your the reason for your existence what is the reason for your existence is that 
So I think I have given you two examples. One is of a dog and one is of a farmer. So now you ask yourself the question, why are you here? Are you here to eat, drink, make merry? Is that the reason why you think you are here? Think about it. If you go to school, what is the reason for going to school? The reason for going to school is to study. And putting the best ability, you have to score very, very good marks. There are lots of schools in this world who are not having examinations till 9th standard, I was told. How stupid can that be? If you are not tested every now and then, how will you know that you have succeeded and gone to the next class? You see, if you want to succeed in this world, it better be tested out every now and then. Isn't it? You see, there are test engineers, I mean past test engineers sitting over here. Think about it. You have a project and if you don't test it till the end of the line and you are supposed to deliver it to the customer in less than 15 days time. Just assume that. I am not saying that that is a C. But let us take it as a scenario. And you are going to test it after everything is over. Do you know how big a problem you are going to face? Because the moment it lands up at the customer's place, the customer is going to throw it out. Because it is going to come up with thousands of glitches. Those who have iPhone will definitely tell you that why is their OS, that's operating system, so robust. It's robust because it must have been tested so many times. You got it? And here you have schools which do not test their children till they are in 9th standard. And then they are told to do only 2, that is 10th standard, 9th standard and 10th standard, 2 tests only. It's a, the worst thing that a person can do. But let us come back to our own story. So we need to test ourselves out. So when you ask yourself this question, why am I here? The why should be answered. The reason for your existence is not so that, so that you can eat, drink and do all kinds of nonsensical stuff to have a family. Yesterday, do you remember how does a spiritual person have a family? The moment they have the children, that's it. Beyond that, there is nothing. Then why is your existence there? Understand what is the special thing that is there in you. What is special about you? So there are some people who will say, I love to work with refugees. That is special about you. To work with the downtrodden. And that is your Swadharma. Some people will say that I love to clothe people. Then what is the reason for their existence? So that they can make good clothes for people. Then somebody else will say, I like to teach children. What is the reason for your existence then? So that you can get educated, so that you can teach the children, isn't it? So this is how the whole thing is. So that is called Swadharma. When you perform your specified duties without an eye on what am I going to get out of it. So when you are working with refugees, don't think that you know, oh, you are going to become like, uh, you know, Leonardo da Vinci, uh, Leonardo Caprio, you know. Oh, he has become the ambassador for this. Don't worry, don't bother about becoming an ambassador for the United Nations. It is all about 
helping those people. That is the reason why you are there. So don't think about the end point. So let us say you are going to teach the children. Don't say you know, that I want to become the head of UNICEF or something like that. Got it? Somewhere down the line you will land up over there. You don't know. But this idea that you are doing everything because of your existence. Because you have to perform certain duties which are not you are going to qualify. You are not going to qualify these duties by saying, if I get a Nobel Prize, if I get money, if I get this, then I will do. No. You have to do it selflessly. Doing all actions selflessly. Remember, you will get what is due to you. You don't have to focus on the money or gift or whatever that is there. Your job is to do the work only. That's it. So, if you do that, then you are performing your swadharma. If you perform your swadharma, no karma accrues to you. So, that is what it means over here when he says, those who are neglecting their real spiritual duties, they are always in distress. This distress is the continuation of your life and birth cycle. Remember yesterday's satsang? Where I said that you will continue to be born again and again and again and again and again. If you have an existence which is only about eating, drinking, sex, that. That's it. Then there is no difference between you and a dog. Who is only interested in lust. Who is only interested after running after, you know, bitches. So don't bother about those kind of things. See here, what is the criteria? Narada is saying, Thus, this person, he is neglecting their real spiritual duty. They are always in distress. They will always be in distress, born again and again. They are filled with great hopes and dreams. They are always dreaming about aspirational things. I am thinking of becoming somebody in this world. But unfortunately, they are always destroyed by the inevitable march of time. The inevitable march of time destroys this kind of people. Does anybody remember who was the Prime Minister of a particular country in the year 1975 or 85 or 95? You may hardly remember. Those who know something about, say, England, do you know who was the Prime Minister 10 years ago? You know how hard you have to think about it? Was it Margaret Thatcher or was it this one or was it that one? You don't even know. If I ask you the same about your own, you know, President of India, who was the President of India in the year 1998? You have to think about it. I am sorry, I don't know. Maybe I have to go Wikipedia padlo or Google karlo. <laughs> These are the two things which you will have to do. Otherwise, you will have no clue about it. It's the same thing. Today, there may be some great actors who are doing some very good roles. Yesterday there were some great actors. Day before yesterday there were some other. Does anybody remember them? Hardly anybody remembers them. And those who are bothered about making money, we don't have any idea. Today one of the shocking news that I read early in the morning today is that Nigeria, Nigeria is in Africa, people are posting 
their photographs in Instagram in front of golden color cars and beautiful women and they are becoming Instagram stars. So much of money has come to Nigeria it was, uh, it was shown. Affluence brings these kind of things. One of our friends has not joined over here. He is from a place called Vancouver. <coughs> now in Vancouver there are very very big clubs. There is one where there are super fast cars you know like this F1 whatever they use uh, like Ferraris and all that. And there are 100 people in one club in the city of Vancouver who are Chinese origin. They have bought millions of dollars worth of properties and they are showing off their fancy cars. If you go to Instagram, you can see that. This is what happens to these kind of people. They like to throw their money and become bigger and greater and whatever. This is what affects human beings. But does anybody remember them? I will tell you. 20 years ago, there was one person who wanted to have the maximum degrees to his name. Maximum number of degrees to his name. So he was a BA, BCom, BSc, this, that, MA, MCom, whatever, you know, doctor, so on and so forth. He became a minister in the Maharashtra government. If I ask anybody, does anybody remember the name of this person and people will say, whom are you talking about? I don't remember. He had 40 degrees to his name by the time he was some 30 years old. His name was Dr. Shrikant Jitskar. I don't even, today nobody may remember this person. Dr. Shrikant Jitskar with 40 degrees against his name. What is it that a person is trying to do? He is trying to accumulate things. But does anybody remember him? In this same life, he will, whatever the degrees may be there or whatever the money that is there, he is not going to help that person get anywhere in this world. So even if somebody accumulates money, degrees, power or whatever, it doesn't work at all because they are filled with great hopes and dreams. These people are always filled with great hopes and dreams. I want one more degree. I want more gold. I want more number of cars. I want this and I want that. But unfortunately, they are destroyed by the inevitable march of time. Time is one of the biggest destroyers of anybody's life. These people will be completely destroyed by time. And imagine they will be born again and again and again and again. As what? You won't even know. Because this time somebody has been given so much of knowledge, 40 degrees. Degrees, you know, university degrees. 40 degrees temperature, illa. So, maybe in the next life he won't even become the chaprasi of a university. You understand chaprasi? A pune. Or maybe he is holding the uh, you know, gun outside the university. 
why gun because people you know children are nowadays <laughs> very very militant that's why maybe so you don't know what is going to happen and isn't that what you are actually aiming for so let us come to the next para i i this para, one one line one particular verse has been very very crucial so i had to explain to you those who have turned from the supreme lord vasudev being under the spell of the lord's illusory energy are eventually forced to give up the so called homes children friends wives and lovers which are all created by this illusory potency of the supreme lord and enter against their will into the darkest regions of the universe this is a very very important verse remember these are doomsday verses you know the doomsday is because it's a cautionary verse it's telling you be careful now those who have turned against the lord what happens to them they are always under the maya and what does this maya do after giving these people everything that they want like money power fame so on and so forth what happens to them everything goes away they have to give up their so called homes children friends wives lovers and everything that is created by this illusory power called maya they have to give it up so why get into that category why run after things which are going to be of no use to us why not perform our swadharma remember performance of the swadharma is the most important thing i taken up an article to write it was about people those who want to give up their life by the time they are 30 years old 30 years old a person has earned a million dollars or something like that is lying in the bank account and the person says oh today i am going to put my hair, legs up and maybe i'll just travel around the world i will see this place i will see that place and i will be happy so maybe he buys a boat or something like that and travels around the world now this man may be living up to the age of 90 do you think for the next 60 years of his life do you think he is going to travel can you imagine that traveling maybe going in the middle of the sea and just uh, maybe some ocean somewhere and looking at what doing what reading harry potter at the age of 60 i mean think what is he going to do look at people who do this kind of things they say that we have made our millions by the time we are 35 and we want to give up give up and do what nobody has any clue what they are supposed to give up and do what they travel they they laze around they just waste their money they i don't know what all people do so what is the motivation in life oh i just want to take some rest there are people who say i want to take a sabbatical a sabbatical for one year two years is that so i have seen women who say to themselves you know i want to take a sabbatical for two years and what do they do after two years when you look at the same person that person has become a big fat lump i mean that's what i have seen them ha- change themselves into 
they don't even know what they are supposed to do they don't do any exercises they don't care about anything and they have got so used to their you know way of living that a person does whatever they were doing like say for example they used to be there in the office at 9 o'clock in the morning and leave from office at around 6.30 or 7 in the evening and come back home at around 8, 8.30 the same person is now cooking till 1 o'clock in the afternoon and by the way what kind of cooking one or two things only that's it two things they are taking their entire day from morning till afternoon to cook and after cooking they will say oh i am so tired you know i had to wash the clothes i have to go to the market and get this get what for one or two people what are you going to get this is the stupidity that they come up with i get so tired you know tired doing what earlier you used to go to work maybe at 8 o'clock you start from your house and land up back at home at 8 o'clock in the night 12 hours you are outside you are literally working your ass off and today you are sitting at home and doing nothing this is what happens to most of the people they give up on life so when this person who says you know by the time i am 35 i am going to give up i feel sad for these people because they are on the wrong track actually at 35 you can definitely give up if you want to and start with a fresh the new thing that you feel you know that oh this is the thing that i need to do and that is called swadharma suppose somebody gives up their life only so that they can work with poor and downtrodden i think they would have done the greatest thing on planet earth look at mother teresa mother teresa gave up her entire life and worked with the poor people yeah you may say that you know mother teresa was uh, because there are so many articles being written about her being corrupt and this and that. i who cares i don't care about those corruption people and all that but she was serving the purpose to serve the purpose is the most important thing i always admire that lady is the same way somebody who gives up their particular thing i still remember there are priests in churches very old 80 year old priests and still they are conducting mass and they do it so beautifully okay and if that person is actually involved in that process you need to appreciate him or you need to appreciate that person so that lady who is having 19 crops i think we need to appreciate those kind of people because they are doing something with their life likewise if a person gives up their life at the age of 35 or 36 they better do their swadharma till the end of till the last day of their life and that is how you need to live so otherwise this illusory potency of the lord is going to destroy you remember this so king nimi inquired in what color or form does the supreme personality of god appear in each of the different ages and with what names and by what type of regulative principle is the lord worshiped in human society so it's a question asked by nimi king nimi and this is a story which is being told by narada by the way shri karvajana replied in each of the four yugas or ages krita treta dwapara and kali lord keshava appears with various complexions names and forms and is thus worshiped by various processes 
In Sati Yuga, the Lord is white and four-armed, has matted locks and wears a garment of tree bark. He carries a black deer skin, a sacred thread, a prayer beads, rod, water pot and a brahmachari. So how will the Lord appear in the first Yuga? In the first Yuga, He will appear in a white color form. That that means He is fair, He is white. He will have matted locks. He will wear garments made of tree bark. He carries deer skin, a sacred thread, prayer beads and so on and so forth. He is literally like a Brahmin, you know. The true Brahmin, not the fake Brahmins. People in Satyuga are peaceful, non-envious, friendly and every creature is steady in all situations. They worship the Supreme Personality by austere meditation and by internal and external sense control. Oh my God, that's the worst thing in this world today. Internal and external sense control. (laughs) We don't have any. But in the first yuga, everybody had it. And the Lord appears at that particular point in time that way. In Satyuga, the Lord is glorified by the names Hamsa, Suparna, Vaikuntha, Dharma, Yogeshwara, Amala, Ishwara, Purusha, Avyakta and Paramatma. These are the names of the Lord in the first yuga. In Treta Yuga, in the second yuga, the Lord appears in red complexion. He has four arms, golden hair, wears a triple belt, representing initiation in each of the three Vedas. Embodying the knowledge of worship by sacrificial performance, which is contained in the Sri, Sam and Yajur Veda. His symbol are the ladle, spoon and other implements of sacrifice. So in the second yuga, what does he appear? He appears like a Brahmin. What does a Brahmin? I mean those who know when the Brahmins come to do some puja at home, what do they bring? They bring those ladles and stuff like that, isn't it? So he is going to appear like that. In the third yuga, in the second yuga, sorry, those members, that is in the Treta Yuga, those members of human society who are fixed in religiosity and are sincerely interested in achieving the absolute truth worship, Lord Hari, who contain within himself all the demigods. The Lord is worshipped by the rituals of sacrifice taught by the three Vedas. So, the second yuga is all about religiosity, that means following religion. Uh, It clearly translates into performing different different kinds of rituals and activities. Hmm? So, you perform yagyas, pujas, paths, havan, this, that, so many things. In the Treta Yuga, the Lord is glorified by the name Vishnu, Yajna, Prasnigarbha, Sarvadev, Urukrama, Vrashkapi, Jayanta and Urugaya. So these are the names the Lord has. In Dwapar Yuga, that is the third Yuga, the Supreme Personality of Godhead appears in a dark blue complexion. Wearing yellow garments, the Lord's transcendental body is marked with the incarnation of the Sri Vatsa and other distinctive ornaments and he manifests his personal weapons. Manifesting his personal weapons means when he needs it, he just has to extend his hand and the weapons will appear. I am sure those who have watched movies will say, you know, when Krishna stands like this, the Sudarshan Chakra appears on his hand, isn't it? So likewise, in the third yuga, how does the Lord appear? He appears dark skin, okay, a blue skin personality. That is a dark blue. Actually, dark blue doesn't mean blue. It appears. It means the the color of the sky. 
dark sky. In the, after the evening glow has gone, what happens during the twilight? How is the sky? Not the yellowish tone, but the darkish tone. My dear king, in Dwapar Yuga, men who desire to know the supreme personality of Godhead, who is a supreme enjoyer, worshipping in the mood of honouring a great king, following the prescriptions of both Vedas and Tantras. So we have just an introduction. Remember, in the last Yuga, it was the three Vedas. And now in this Yuga, it is the introduction of the Tantra. Tantra has a completely different connotation than the regular Vedas. Alright? So, obeisance to you, O Supreme Lord Vasudev, and to your form of Shankarsana, Pradyumna and Anuryuddha. O Supreme Personality of Godhead, all obeisance unto you, O Lord Narayan Rishi, a creator of the universe, best of personalities, O master of the cosmos, and original form of the universe, O super soul of all created entities, all homage unto you. O king, in this way, people in Dwapar Yuga glorified the lord of the universe. Now we come to the last yuga, which is called the Kali Yuga. In Kali Yuga also, people worship the supreme personality of Godhead by following various regulations of the revealed scriptures. Now kindly hear this from me. So now we are going to hear about the fourth yuga and how does the Lord appear. In the yuga of Kali, intelligent person perform congregational chanting to worship the incarnation of Godhead who constantly sing the name of Krishna. Although his complexion is not blackish, he is Krishna himself. He is accompanied by his associates, servants, weapons and confidential companions. So in the last yuga, how does the Lord appear? The Lord is not very dark the way you know you make it out into black, but he is slightly darkish complexion, that is darker complexion than the previous yuga. The previous yuga, remember, it is a greyish tone, grey, bluish grey like we call it. And in this yuga, in the Kali yuga, he will be darker than grey. His intelligent performance is intelligence personified and he appears in a form, in the form of Krishna himself. He doesn't appear in any other form but the Krishna's form only. And he is always coming with his associates, servants, weapons and confidential companions. So Krishna comes with a troop of people, a group. There will be a closer circle which is called confidential companions. These are usually in the form of 2, 4 or 8 number of people. 2, 4 or 8 number of people. This form the inner group. Then there is another group of people. That is the servants. And then there is another group of people. Those are his associates. The servants and the associates. Servants are the people who perform, who, who are literally subservient to him. And associates are the people, associates are those who do specific activities in this world. So Krishna appears in this form. My dear Lord, you are the Mahaparusha, the Supreme Personality of Godhead and I worship thy lotus feet. Now what is it that you need to do 
to pray to the Lord. So in this yuga, what is the prayer? My dear Lord, you are the Mahapurusha, the Supreme Personality of Godhead and I worship your lotus feet, which are the only eternal object of meditation. The only thing that you need to worship is the lotus feet of the Lord. Those feet destroy the embarrassing conditions of material life and freely award the greatest desire of the soul, the attainment for the pure love of Godhead. How do you attain Krishna? By worshipping his feet. Dearly, everything is put over there so that you are able to reach the Godhead. My dear Lord, your lotus feet are the shelter of all the holy places and the saintly authorities in the line of devotional service and are honoured by powerful demigods like Lord Shiva and Lord Brahma. What do you have to say? You have to say that all the gods and the goddesses are there at the feet of the Lord, at the feet of Krishna. Even gods like Shiva and Brahma are at the feet of Krishna. My Lord, you are so kind and you willingly protect, protect all those who simply bow down to you with respect. And thus you mercifully relieve all the distress of your servants. In conclusion, my Lord, your lotus feet are actually the suitable boat for crossing over the ocean of birth and death. And therefore, even Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva seek shelter at your lotus feet. So even the greatest of the gods like Brahma and Shiva always seek the lotus feet of the Lord. So what is it that you need to do in the last yuga? You are only supposed to worship the feet of the Divine Lord so that you can attain liberation. O Mahapurusha, I worship your lotus feet. You gave up the association of the Goddess of Fortune and all her opulence which is most difficult to renounce and is hankered even by the great demigods. So how does the Lord behave in the last yuga? In the last yuga, Krishna appears in this material world and the first thing that he does, he has given up the opulence of Lakshmi. Lakshmi is his wife in this particular form of his, in the form of Mahavishnu. She is Mahalakshmi. What he has done? He has given up that cozy thing over there. The life of the God, like Mahavishnu or Vishnu, he has come down to earth as a very, very simple person. Being the most faithful follower of the path of religion, you thus left the forest in obedience to a Brahmana's curse. Out of sheer mercifulness, you chased after the fallen conditioned soul and you are always in pursuit of false enjoyment of illusions and at the same time engaged in searching out your own desired object, Lord Shamasundara. So how does he come in this world? He has given up the opulence of Lakshmi and he has become a very simple human being and he is living in the forest, the forest of this world. Who is his teacher? His teacher is a particular individual. He is living with the curse of the Brahmana. Means what? He has come because something has happened in every life where he gets cursed 
and he accepts the curse and he comes again and again and again. He does it out of sheer mercifulness because he has come to regain these conditioned souls, to regain these people who have come in this world and are getting lost. They have come for this false enjoyment, isn't it? So the Lord also comes along with them, also behaves like a person who is enjoying this life and yet being completely lost in his own divine self, he pulls these people out of this material problems that are there, getting lost in the material domain. And he is at the same time engaged in his losing in his own self. So the Lord comes as lost in himself, yet behaving like a normal human being, getting trained by a Brahmana, living in this world and teaching other people to get out of this material existence. This is the way he is. Thus, O King, the Supreme Lord Hari is the giver of all desirable benefits of life. Intelligent human beings worship the particular form and the name the Lord manifests in different ages. So what do they do? So in each yuga like this, when he appears, men are supposed to worship him in a particular form. He comes in various forms. He is not going to come in a form of Sri Ram or Sri Krishna. He comes in a forms, different, 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 different forms. But I have just given you an indication how he is going to look like, what are the things that he is going to do, how he is going to project himself in this world. This entire last two verses were dedicated to how the Lord appears in the world. And people are supposed to worship him in a particular form and name that the Lord manifests in different yugas, in different ages. Those who are actually advanced in the knowledge are able to appreciate the essential value of the age of Kali. Such enlightened persons worship Kali Yuga because of the fallen age. All perfections of life can be achieved by the performance of Sankirtana. So here an introduction of a new chap, a new thing has been done. What is mentioned over here is, in this Yuga, that is the Kali Yuga, when the Lord appears over there, how do you pray to Him? Remember the three verses before we said, you are supposed to worship his lotus feet. And then the next thing to do is to do Sankirtana. Sing songs and dance for the glory of the Lord. Write songs, read them, put them to music, listen to the bhajans and the kirtans, dance away to glory, lost in the ecstasy. Those who remember Chaitanya Mahaprabhu or those who remember Sri Ramakrishna Paramahansa, they can, you can definitely know. You know, those who have seen the films or those who know about him, he used to sing songs and dance in the glory of the Lord, completely lost and oblivious to this world. That is the way in which you have to lead this particular life. Indeed, there is no higher possible gain for embodied souls. Forced to wander throughout this material world, then the Supreme Lord Sankirtana movement by which one can attain the supreme peace and free oneself from the cycle of repeated birth and death. What are these Sankirtanas? Sankirtanas are nothing but, you know, Sankirtana means a Kirtan which is performed. Kirtan means people sing glorification of songs. Like in the church you have the choir group. All these choir, what do they do? 
they sing the praises of the lord and that is what is needed today in hinduism also you find that there are lots of people who sing songs they create songs they write songs they sing them and if you have seen those who have come from say 16 15 16 17 century you will see that most of these people have done the same thing whether it is tukaram whether it is nyandev or if you take the case of you know narada has appeared in various forms in different places is the same thing that has happened in karnataka it has been kanakdasa hmm and there is there has been another saint i have forgotten his name so these saints what have they done even in south india if you go down further south there are various tyagaraja i'm sure you have heard of tyagaraja's music what is it that they have done they have sung songs kabir kabir dohas are there very very important mirabai's poetry is so very important tulsidas surdas these are the people who have sung songs that is called sankirtana even in sai baba's case you will find that das ganu is the person who was singing songs he used to write songs and sing songs even my great grandmother and my great grandfather wrote songs in praise of the lord so this is the one thing which is going to keep them away from the cycle of birth and death my dear king the inhabitants of satyuga and other ages eagerly desire to take birth in this age of kali since the age there will be many devotees of the supreme lord narayana these devotees will appear in various places but will be especially numerous in south india there is a specific mention of this place so the devotees are going to be there in south india o master of men in the age of kali those persons who drink the water of the holy rivers of the dravid desha such as tamrapani krithamala payaswini the extremely pious kaveri prachiti mahanidhi and almost all pure hearted devotees of the supreme personality of godhead vasudev so these specific people who are lost in the lord will appear in south of india i just now named all most of the people who are there from south india only okay one who has given up all the material duties and has taken full full shelter in the lotus feet of mukunda who offers shelter to all is not indebted to any demigods great sages ordinary living beings relatives friends mankind or even one's forefathers who have passed away since all such classes of living entities are part and parcel of the supreme lord one who has surrendered to the lord's service has no need to serve any such person separately and those who have taken up the service of the lord they don't have to bother serving any other person separately because all these people are at the feet of the lord only so you don't have to bother about doing something specific in this world one who has thus given up all other engagements and has taken full shelter at the lotus feet of the lord hari the supreme personality of godhead is very dear to the lord indeed indeed if such a surrendered soul accidentally commit some sinful activity the supreme personality of godhead who is seated in within everybody's heart immediately takes away the reactions of such sin 
by chance also if these kind of people who have surrendered to the lord in this way at the lotus feet of the lord if they give up if they perform some wrong action in this world which can lead to karma the lord sees to it that that action doesn't culminate into any karma whatsoever this is because they are the devotees of the lord narad muni said having thus heard the science of devotional service nimi the king of mithila felt extremely satisfied and along with the sacrificial priests offered respectful obeisance unto the sagacious saint sons of jayanti oh great the perfect sage then disappeared before the eyes of everyone present king nimi faithfully practiced the principles of spiritual life he had learned from them and thus he achieved the supreme goal of life oh greatly fortunate vasudev simply apply with faith these principles of devotional service which you have heard and thus being free from material association you will attain the supreme so i think we we have completely covered the chapter which gives you an idea of how you are supposed to live in this world i will recap it once i come to the end of the chapter so that you get an idea how is it that you need to live in this world indeed the whole world has become filled with the glories of you and your good wife because the supreme personality of god and lord hari has taken the position of your son my dear vasudev you and your good wife devaki have manifested great transcendental love for krishna accepting him as your son indeed you are always seeing the lord embracing him speaking with him resting with him sitting together with him and taking your meals with him by such affectionate and intimate association with the lord undoubtedly both of you have completely purified your heart in other words you are already perfect inimical kings like shishupal pandraka and salva were always thinking about lord krishna even while they were lying down sitting or engaging in other activities they enviously meditated upon the bodily movements of the lord that means they were the enemies of the lord his sporting pastimes his loving glances upon his devotees and other attractive features displayed by the lord being thus absorbed in krishna they achieved spiritual liberation in the lord's own abode what then can be said of the benediction offered to those who constantly fix their mind on lord krishna in a favorable loving mood do not think of krishna as an ordinary child because he is the supreme personality of godhead inexhaustible and the soul of all beings the lord has concealed his inconceivable appearance and is thus outwardly appearing to be an ordinary human being the supreme personality of godhead descended to kill the demonic kings who were burdened on the earth and to protect the saintly devotees however <coughs> both the demons and the devotees are awarded liberation by the lord's mercy thus his transcendental fame has spread throughout the universe sri sukhdev goswami continued having heard this narration the greatly fortunate vasudev was completely struck with wonder thus he and his most blessed wife devaki gave up all the illusions and anxieties that had entered their hearts anyone who meditates on this pious historical narration with the fixed attention will purify himself of all the contamination in this very life and thus achieve the highest spiritual perfection so we have come to the end of this particular chapter like i said to you that i will give you an understanding once again so that you remember all your life what you are supposed to do and how you are supposed to go about it in this particular chapter 
I don't want to go into the different yugas that were mentioned. I just want to tell you about this yuga which is called the Kali Yuga and that is all you need to know. First and foremost, remember why you are born over here. You are born here for a specific purpose. Serve the purpose perfectly. You may take up your retirement by the age of 20 also, it doesn't matter. You may take up your retirement at the age of 35 also, it doesn't matter. But if you are on the path of Swadharma, please continue to do that Swadharma all your life. Without focusing on any other gains whatsoever. Don't think that there is going to be some gain. There will be money, power, this, that, fame, some position in the government. Nothing, nothing. You are not going to be focused on that. You are only supposed to be focused on doing the work perfectly. So continue to do that job. Suppose you have to serve the poor and the downtrodden. Please serve them. Suppose your job is to ensure that people in this world get water. Please do that. If somebody is here in this world so that they get education, please do that. If somebody is here in this world only to serve the Lord, please do that only. The Lord comes in the last yuga as a very very normal human being. Appears as a dark skinned person, not very dark, a dark skinned person. He doesn't have any opulence whatsoever. He comes in the normal human form. He behaves like a normal human being. And has all his associates around him. Associates, there are the inner circle, there is the outer circle and behaves in a very normal way. His job is only to teach and that is why he comes. So this last yoga is exactly like this. And what are we supposed to do? We are supposed to worship the feet of the Lord. Always be focused at the feet of the Lord while doing our duty with one hand and putting our next hand onto the feet of the Lord doing our duties whatsoever in this world and everybody has been given a specific position of theirs and that is a position they are supposed to take up the Lord has given up in this life whatever he was there upstairs as you know Sri Krishna was there as Mahavishnu and Vishnu she has given up that position so he doesn't have money in this world he is not going to be coming with any kind of funding or something like that. Otherwise, he just has to put the switch on and Lakshmi Devi can definitely give the worry. But no, he is going to come like a normal human being. <coughs> he will live in this world. He will roam around like an ordinary person. Imparting knowledge and taking the people out of this material existence. And that is the only job that we have to do. So, once you worship the feet of the Lord in this way, you will attain your moksha and you will be able to go back to where his abode is. This is the total, sum total of what it is all about. The Lord appears like a normal human being. Remember that. And how does he behave? Like a child, you know. Eating, drinking, sleeping. And just like Krishna, Krishna, the way he literally covers himself with the Maya. So Maya is going to be a very very important tool for him. He will cover himself with Maya. Nobody understands who he is. But yet these are the characteristics which we have discussed in this chapter. And I think we have come to the end of this particular chapter. So we will stop over here. Next time we will start with the new chapter. Okay. So I'll stop the broadcast.